That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Dante drives in and out and bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. The Jazz beat the Pelicans one twenty eight to one twenty. Jake Scott, the coach, Gordon Chiesa with you. Uh, it's brought to you by both Mark Miller Subaru locations, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. We'll get you down to the uh, podium for Coach Snyder coming up here momentarily. But let's take a look at the sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner tonight. Coach, the Jazz shot fifty one point two percent from the field. Uh, they were fifteen of thirty six from three for good for just about 42 percent uh a number we're keeping an eye on the assist tonight 29 for the jazz on 42 made baskets they were led by donovan mitchell's 37 points seven rebounds and five assists boyan bogdanovich with 28 points on 10 of 17 shooting tony bradley with uh, 14 jeff green with 15 coming off the bench you know it was uh, donovan's show but quite a few guys had a good night tonight coach and that was Tony Bradley. He uh, fills in tonight for Rudy Gobert with a left ankle sprain. He played wonderful. Gap cutting. When Donovan and Michael Conley and Boyan penetrated, Tony Bradley was able to find that open spot on the baseline or at the dots and we were able to get some pass-offs. And when he got the ball in a direct pass, he finished, or when he was delay cutting in a game. So a lot of times when you're interior, Jake... People cut to be guarded instead of cut to be free. And Tony Bradley chose the letter of what? Cutting to be free. And so that just simple movement of, of reading what's going on and finding the gap as far as uh, concentration, he's able to be efficient. He gets 14 points. He shoots 7 for 8 from the field. But most of all, 9 gritty rebounds. 2 offensive, 7 on the glass. He had that great block shot on Jackson Hayes where he challenged him and he protected the rim. Let's add to this. The, let's not forget, Jake, the guy's only 22 years old. He's so young. And so when you evaluate, when you evaluate Tony Bradley, most of all, think about how young he is. Most big guys, it takes much longer for the development than, say, midsize or, or perimeter players because their body is longer, the game is much faster, and most of all, a lot of times, Jake, they have troubled hands. Troubled hands. See my words I'm using, Jake? I do. Where sometimes their hands are shaky, where they try so hard. That's why it's so important when you penetrate with a young big guy as a floor mate, throw the ball to him, we call it with soft hands. Make it a catchable ball versus a rocket pass where the guy can't see it. All right, uh, let's throw things now down to the podium where Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. How do you feel like your defense held up, especially without Rudy tonight? Well, the game... You know, particularly the first pa- first half was at a you know a, a tremendous pace, and um, you know there there was some breakdowns in transition. Um, they put so much pressure on you, and without the second half, you know some switching and things like that that 
you know, we tend to do more with, with Rudy out. Um, they shot the ball well. You know, I thought Brandon Ingram made some, you know, some tough plays and tough shots, um, with the exception of fouling shooters a couple times, um, which is always tough, but that's a sign of guys being aggressive. I thought Royce really contested. Drew Holiday hit some really tough shots. Um, they're a really good offensive team. So, um, you know, not separating offense and defense. You know, I thought we really competed and played together as a unit and, you know, played well enough to win against a very good team. And they've, they've, they've been playing really well, too. So um, it's a heck of a win for us. Tony Bradley's first career start tonight. What did you think of his 22 minutes? He, he played terrific. And, you know, you never know when your time is going to come. And, you know, he got, you know, he, he got in when, when Ed got hurt and had a couple games where he played. And then we went small with Jeff and he didn't play. And then the other night, um, Golden State, you know, being undermanned was big with three power forwards. And, you know, he got another opportunity. And tonight, you know, he may not have played. And Rudy can't play. And here it goes again. It just shows you um, how players can't. You know, all of us, you, you know, we, you can't be despondent about certain things. You just got to be ready. And when you approach it that way and you throw yourself into the group, you know, when it does come, you've got the best chance of, of playing well. And I, I think more than anything, Tony put himself in a place mentally um, and his play reflected that. Coach, in the, in the context of the back-to-back, -back, how, how important was it for you guys to build that big lead and, and have a cushion uh, when you guys kind of got a little bit tired at the end? Yeah, I mean, I, I think particularly the, the way that New Orleans plays puts a lot of pressure on you. Um, you know, we subbed a, a variety of ways in the second half to try to have guys in some shorter stints that, um, you know, we felt was important and just told the guys just – you know, play, let us know when you're tired and we'll get somebody else in and kind of a next man up type mentality with our substitutions. And, you know, I thought guys really responded to that. Coach, speaking of building that lead, 74 first half points, what was working so well for the team out there in that opening half? Well, I think we were aggressive, you know, um, shooting the ball. You know, guys were, were locked in, and, you know, when they had opportunities and maybe, you know, you're not as open as you'd like to be, but you're open enough to get a good look off and be on balance. And um, I thought we were taking taking good shots and shooting the ball with confidence and really playing for each other. Coach, back here. Are you concerned that uh, you've built up the leads and you've struggled to maintain them throughout the game at all? This was a great win. No, 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 so, I'm not saying it's So not. I guess what I'm saying is like, the way the game went, this would. Am I concerned if we build up leads and lose them? Absolutely. But tonight, I think you know we built up a lead, you know, making shots and playing well. And then I, I think the second half we were a little tired, but I still think we played well. And I think New Orleans made a lot of shots and that carved into the lead. Um, it was. I think it tonight. It was more about what they were doing than there wasn't really a let up, other than sometimes it, you know I think we didn't communicate. Um, in a few small, small pick and rolls, and we made some mental errors, fouling shooters. But I think we were locked in. You know, I don't, I, I don't think. I think they played well to come back. Let me put it that way. You know, they made they made a lot of plays, but you know, 
generally, if, if I, I don't like losing leads, <laughs> and you know, the other night though was very different than the situation tonight. I, I think we also made plays at the end of the game that we needed to make to win the game. Okay. All right, that was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team came away with a win over the Pelicans tonight, 128-120. to And you could tell Coach Chiesa that Coach Coach Snyder is proud of this win. New Orleans have been playing pretty well. They're down Rudy. You could tell he's he's very proud of the way his team played tonight. The Pelicans have won three in a row until tonight, and the Jazz knocked them out early in the, in the game, and then they're able to hold them off the, uh, the last uh, uh, third of the game. Most NBA games is a is a is a, a contest of runs, and you could be up twenty or down twenty. And most games, the the team will be will fight back, and then you have to recapture the momentum of the team that was winning. And now suddenly it's getting much closer, or you're down. You've got to go back and fight back, and the Jazz did that. There's a lot of positive energy in this game, led by Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Quinn's talking about being tired. He meant he meant tired physically, not mental. Uh, 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 being tired physically, not uh, not mentally, because there's so much energy involved of guarding the three-point line. And so as the game evolved, the rhythm of playing defensively by the Pelicans, they're able to get their shot. Shots off quicker and were able to knock him down. The Jazz counterpunched that by superior passing movement and Donna Mitchell's brilliance. It was good he mentioned again about about Tony Bradley because Tony Bradley was a major contributor towards this game in his first NBA start. And it's kind of neat that he'll remember this game as far as uh, getting 14 points, nine boards, but most of all. Didn't you get the feeling during the game, Jake, that his teammates were encouraging him? Very much. Yeah. yeah. See, in other words, which tells me that that his teammates and his floor mates respect him. And that if you make a mental error, they, they're going to be encouragers versus uh, being negative towards you. It's direct opposite. They're positive. And that's the, that's the beauty of basketball with young people is that your floor mates determine so much of your mental out- outlook during the course of a game. Well, just to get back to the the fatigue thing for a second, coach, and not to dwell on it, but uh, you know, as the the Jazz were wrapping up their their win over Golden State last night, and then promptly being evacuated from this building, uh, the the Pelicans were fast asleep, coach, and resting nicely, uh, getting ready for this game. And uh, of course, it's why it's important they had such a big first half and scored seventy four points because the Pelicans. Listen, Brandon Ingram is a player. I mean, I, there, there's some things that he needs to do, Coach. I, I keep watching him thinking, man, he needs to put on a little weight, that sort of thing. But he had 33 points tonight on 12-24 shooting. He was terrific. Drew Holiday is a upper echelon NBA player. He is terrific. He's a two-way guy. He scored 20, uh, 28 on 12-24 of 24 tonight. And the Pelicans played better and made shots. Let's go back down to uh, the locker room where uh, Amanda standing by with Jeff Green. Um. Jeff, I want to start first with just Bradley because I was talking to you before the game about him and just what you got from him tonight, your overall impressions. Uh, he went out there and just played hard. Um, you know, that was his mindset. Um, I mean, I told him just God, they don't overthink the game. Um, he's here for a reason. Uh, the game has made him mistakes, but try to look past him and continue to just play hard, and he did that. Coach said that despite the Pelicans battling back, y'all were locked in tonight. What did you see as far as mental focus tonight? 
Uh, we, we were very aware of their personnel, um, where they were on the floor, uh, like a J.J. Reddick, uh, knowing he's chasing threes, uh, you know, being able to uh, be there for the help when, you know, you got a guy like Brandon uh, creating and getting to the rim. But uh, we were very locked in communicating and, um, you know, getting stops. Were you worried at all when uh, they kind of made the run in the second half after dominating so much in the first half? No. <laughs> so this is the first time that you guys are going to be on a long road trip together as a new group. Uh, I, I imagine you're looking forward to that as well, but it's going to be challenging too. What are your thoughts? <laughs> it's a long one. Uh, <laughs> I got to word this right, so I want to thin cities. Um, a lot of team it's, bonding. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good to you know, be together for a long extended period of time. Um, to continue our growth together uh, on and off the court. Um, so, but we got some tough teams ahead, and uh, I think we're looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. I thought about asking it this way, too. Do, do you get excited to see what you guys can do when you get your first tough road test? Well, I mean, this is not like the first tough game, so I'm not uh, overly concerned with us, uh, you know, going to games and seeing what we can be. I know what we can be. Um, we just have to, you know, come focused and, you know, come prepared. Um, that's about it. I'm, I'm not worried about the teams. Um, you know, I'm more focused on what we have to do. And I know we can be special. We just have to keep that mindset. Okay, thank you. Jake and Coach, that's Jeff Green. Back to you guys upstairs. Thank you very much, Amanda. Amanda Smith, by the way, doing locker rooms and sidelines for the broadcast tonight as uh, Tony Parks coaches in Jamaica with the Utah State Aggies. Poor guy, huh? So. Yeah, poor Tony Parks, but I'm glad. How about the Aggies? Nice win last night. Absolutely. Had to uh, come back to get it done. And so uh, Amanda filling in tonight in the locker room. Uh, she does a terrific job. Big thanks to her. We'll uh, go back down there shortly. But Jeff Green tonight, uh, coach was really good. 15 points coming off the bench, three of five, four boards, three assists. And without Rudy, he, along with Tony Bradley, was going to be one of those guys that was depended on a little bit to hold down that paint. He's got a bouncy game in the lane as far as shot blocking or uh, challenging uh, uh, penetration as far as uh, dribble drive players. And most of all, he's making his three-point shot. When his feet are set, he's, he's an interesting shooter because he's got good lift in his legs. Sometimes when he does miss, he just doesn't use his legs enough. It's when he just shoots ball with his arms. And so the ability to get his feet set into a shot like all shooters is advantageous. The Jazz need him. He's a guy that can score off the bounce in transition, and uh, we call it action baskets, where things happen, the play is broken down, give the ball to Donovan or Jeff Green, they can make things happen. And that's what he does uh, effectively throughout his career. Let's add to this, Jake. They're, talk- they're talking about uh, this uh, road trip, and that's a-, a huge factor as far as team building. Yep. All right, uh, the Jazz win, and that means you win the day after every Jazz win, home or away. Little Caesars is giving you a free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you will receive a free, large, extra-most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code UTAHJAZZ. Valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations, mobile orders only. Jazz game night post-game show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller's Subaru, the official Subaru. Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, the Jazz beat the Pelicans tonight, 128-120. to 120. We'll have more from the locker room, more from Coach Chiesa as well, right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. The Jazz beat the Pelicans one twenty eight to one twenty. Post game brought to you by our friends at both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Uh, Coach, let's uh, take a look at the assist feature. Proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating five. Uh, excuse me, fifty dollars for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. Great assist night for the Jazz tonight, Coach. Twenty nine assists on 42 made baskets and they spread those assists out everybody got a little bit uh, got a taste coach uh, Royce O'Neal with six Bogdanovich with five Conley with five uh, Donovan Mitchell with five they really uh, moved the ball quite well tonight as a unit so so much of passing the ball is swing swing passes without hesitation and if the defense overplays, that's when you got to pass fake, fake a pass to make a pass. And that's what the Jazz did tonight as far as just collectively. So they all shed it. No one was hesitant as far as uh, over-dribbling, which creates a lot of times bad passing. Because you know over-dribble, a lot of, uh, often you'll panic pass versus not over-dribbling. You're passing off, off the dribble uh, without stopping, and it's more fluid. And that was the Jazz tonight. And there's so many benefactors. Jake, when someone passes the ball to you, you're saying to that player that I think that you could be a shot maker on the attempt. Showing confidence in your guy. Being a Very good floor much. mate, as be, we talk about. That's right. Being a, being an elite floor mate is somebody that passes without hesitation, on time, on target, and most of all, Jake, often. All right, let's throw things back down to Amanda Smith, who's standing by in the locker room with Boyan Bogdanovich. It was, it was a tough team to play to play back to back against them you know how how fast they how fast they play a lot of pin downs for the for JJ already but I think that we did a great job overall overall especially especially first half coach also talked about confidence in the way you guys were shooting tonight what did you see there that allowed you guys to be so effective from three I think that this is our our best best game offensively so far I mean every single player is playing like you say with a, with a high confidence so we start a game. We start a game really, really good with 14, 14 all, all around that that help us to to get to get our energy back to involve the to involve the crowd in a, in a game as well. So without Rudy Gobert and then Tony Bradley next man up, what did you get from him tonight? We all know how how good he is offensively, but defensively he did a great job protecting the paint today, blocking some shots, and then like uh, like I said, offensively he's he's capable to to get a double double every single game. What was working so well for you in that first half, for both you individually and the team as a whole? I mean, we just play our our defense great defensively. Then we had a, we had a lot of sh- open shots on uh, on on the other end. So that that was the that was the key of of, of the game. Donovan, sorry, Donovan made that pretty much full court pass to you. Could you just take us through that play? What you saw? Yeah, I almost missed the dunk. I was I was so tired at that time. But yeah, it, it was great, great court vision, court vision by by him and and, and great pass as well. Seen the baseball pass? It was like a soccer throw-in. <laughs> like I said, great great pass. He's looking he's looking to involve everybody, especially early on on, on the game. So great job. How do you approach five straight on the road? It's a long road trip. It's going to be a long, long road trip, like you said, and then we play all teams that they are almost over, over 500. That was, that 
these two games that we played at home was 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 great W's to to go over there with a with a confidence but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough but we are we know how how good we are and we are we are prepared uh, I don't want to say like that that we that we get tired, but we know that how good they are that they're gonna have their their runs that they're gonna they're gonna hit a shot obviously. But like I said, the most important that we that we get this W back to back. All right, that's Boyan Bogdanovich. Back to you guys. Thank you very much, Amanda Boyog Boyan. Excuse me, Coach uh, Bogdanovich was terrific tonight. Twenty-eight points, ten of seventeen, shooting three of seven from three at five boards to go along uh, with five assists. Now, Coach uh, Bogdanovich called this tonight uh, the best Jazz offensive effort of the season. I thought that that was interesting. I, they have had moments. I'm thinking about the third quarter and the Clipper game here at this building where they've looked just incredibly good. But as a complete performance, I. I think he may be right, Coach. This may be the best one yet. As a group, collectively, the ball was hopping. People were cutting. Early offense, he's talking about Donovan having his head up. When you're running the floor, and that's what Boyan does, he runs the floor as a streaker down the sideline, and Michael Conley and Donovan look up and Joe Ingles and throw that strike pass on stride to Bondanovich. He can either catch and fire or catch and rim attack. And that's so uplifting when... Jake, this is what we call unknown running. Unknown running, like Boyan Bogdanovich, he's running down the floor not knowing the ball comes to him. That's lesser teams. But the Jazz are a prideful unit, and they they take it personal. If they don't pass the ball to their floor mate, they hit hit the streakers on time, on target. And so Boyan's been a big benefactor of that. So is Royce O'Neal. Can you imagine running down the floor knowing that you're going to get the ball versus unknown running where you might stop and now let the defense come back and match up. All right, Coach, let's take a look at tonight's Points in the Paint, brought to you by our friends at Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Tonight's Points in the Paint, Coach, uh, the Jazz outscored the Pelicans 48-42. And, uh, you know, the Jazz do a lot of work in the paint, but maybe tonight was one of those nights you wouldn't think that they would get that high without Rudy, but uh, they were getting that dribble penetration that you talk so much about. And that was Donovan Mitchell. He li- he lived in the, the paint area most of the game, and so did Michael Conley, and so did uh, Royce O'Neal as far as in the game, dribble penetration. And then Tony Bradley... Uh, did, did a nice job of finding the gap. So on the two-footed catches, he was making it and finishing it. The flip side for the Pelicans, that was more Brandon Ingram. He was he was in a pennant area. He was taking that fall-away jump shot or spin-away jump shot based on the location of the help defense, and he's so long and lanky. He's all legs, and he's got talent. And so that added for the Pelicans. So the Jazz uh, get six more points in the paint, and it's critical because the three-point shot is going to be there, but if you not, if the defense takes that away from you, it's more of a middle game, and the Jazz were able to be successful. All right, let's throw things back down to the locker room where Amanda Smith is standing by with Mike Conley. You, you stepped up, you got that, that alley oop, and then you stepped up and hit that three, even when Mitchell had the mismatch. Tell yeah. me about those two plays. Um, they were big plays. I, you know, I had to kind of get my legs under me. You know, I, was, I had one goal tonight, and I was to chase JJ Redick around. Um, so it was my mind was just just stuck on that. And uh, fourth quarter is, is winning time. You know, you got to make plays to win. And, uh, both those were big for us in the time when they were making making runs and big for me. And um, you know, I'm just it was a, it was a comfortable shot, comfortable plays in the paint that I'm used to making. 
Oakland called this a, quote, great victory, uh, a back-to-back without Rudy. I mean, what kind of effort does it take to get one like this? Uh, it takes a team, total team effort. You know? uh, we didn't know we, we didn't know we were going to have him, you know, so uh, for Tony to be ready, you know, and uh, everybody else who was able to come in, Georgie, um, X, everybody who had to play minutes and, and, and different spells, um, it was just huge, you know, for us to come out and be able to, to tackle a team like New Orleans who have been playing better over the last week or so and can score a lot of points on you. This clubhouse is so much fun, but can you guys get even closer out on the road? You're, you know, you're a veteran player, you've been around a lot of teams, and what, what kind of good things can take place on a long road swing? Well, you learn a, a lot about each other. You know, you're, we're in tight quarters, we're in planes, we're, you know, in hotel rooms together, we're in, you know, restaurants, so uh, we'll be around each other, and uh, we might get sick of each other every now and then, but it's a good thing, it's a good thing, and, um, you know, we'll get a lot of a lot of great tests too against a lot of great teams so um, it'll be uh, it'll be a good road trip thanks Brian. all right that's Mike Conley back to you guys thank you very much Amanda and you could uh, Mike said a lot right there coach but when talking about Tony Bradley you could hear in his voice kind of what you were talking about that, uh, that his t- the, the the jazz teammates of Tony Bradley feel really good for him seizing this opportunity they watch him practice every day. And a lot of times for a big guy, there's an element of, of um, not success in the beginning where I can't believe I'm not finishing. I can't believe that I missed that foul shot. What's my assignment on pick and roll defense? Your head is spinning. The game is so fast for big guys. As the years go on and as your teammates and floor mates encourage you, it slows down. And every once in a while, you have that moment in your head where, you know something, I can do this. Yeah. I can play well. And that's what Jeff Green was talking about earlier, where he said to, uh, so much is playing NBA game with a clear head. You play defense with a clear head. You play offense with a clear head. And most of all, you, there's a fusion of talent with your head equals the skill level and the confidence. And Tony Bradley, let's not forget, he's age 22. This Jake, you remember when you were 22? As a matter of fact, Jake, I knew you when you were 22. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I knew you were 22, Jake. That's a different world, different. I know, Jake, Utah Jazz basketball, this is a family show. I get it. So I'm not going to go into any, any, any details Please about don't. you. But Tony Bradley <laughs> is 22 years old. And by the way, that old guy, what's his name? Donovan Mitchell, the guy's 23. We forget how young these guys are. It's incredible in the NBA. Brandon Ingram's 21. So, so a lot of times when there's criticism, some truly unfair, some unfortunately self-inflicted, but take a step back from the maddening crowd, this, the Jazz players are they're well coached and they're a bunch of good guys that are trying to attempt to do the right thing. Very prideful. 128 to 120 is your final. The Jazz beat the Pelicans tonight. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More Jazz Game Night postgame show coming up right around the corner. Jake Scott, Coach Gordon Chiesa with you. We'll get you back down in the locker room coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. One 
128-120, the Jazz beat the Pelicans tonight here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Jake Scott, Gordon Chiesa with you. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Coach, let's uh, take a look at the Master of the Glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert, back for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebounds program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house. And uh, Coach, we usually just uh, almost automatically go to Rudy Gobert on the Master of the Glass feature, but unfortunately Rudy did not play tonight, leaving the door open for Tony Bradley, tonight's Master of the Glass with nine boards, two offensive rebounds, seven defensive rebounds. And by the way, Joe Ingles uh, he had eight boards coming off the bench, so Joe's uh, shooting struggles continue, but he still finds a way to make an impact on the game, especially with eight rebounds tonight. But, uh, you know, tonight was Donovan's night, Coach, with uh, 37 points, and he was just electric. But tonight was kind of Tony Bradley's night, too, stepping into that starting lineup and playing so well. It was Tony Bradley's coming out party, and it was led by his own uh, work ethic, the ability to, uh, to concentrate during the game and play through uh, mental errors, and he did. He got himself going by being a smart gap cutter in the lane. When Donovan and Mike Conley and uh, Emmanuel Moody were penetrating, as his defensive player left him, he's able to get the angle and make uh, true catches and very t- take very few dribbles. A lot of times with big guys, Jake, they take that extra dribble or so in the lane, they get in trouble. What Tony Bradley did, he caught high and finished high. He never got the ball and brought the ball below his waist and got the ball stripped. So he played big. So it's, besides being 6'11", he played above that with the ball above his shoulders and he's able to uh, uh, score inside and rebound. Also, Emmanuel Moutier, Jake, got six rebounds tonight. So Joe Engels gets eight, and Emmanuel gets six. So the second unit guys, and Jeff Green got four, and Dante got two, and George Niang got one. So every Jazz player got a rebound in this game tonight, which tells you that they were collectively blocking off the boards or offensively they were, they were climbing the glass or chasing down long missed three-point shots. And when you rebound the ball, that ignites your offensive transition by going from defense to offense or from offensive glass, kicking it out for another possession. So the Jazz were, were alive on the boards led by Tony Bradley. And in fact, uh, on the boards tonight, Coach the Jazz uh, out rebounded the Pelicans forty nine to thirty eight. So really, a nice effort uh, on the rebounds tonight for the Utah Jazz. All right, let's throw things back down to the locker room where Amanda Smith is standing by with Donovan Mitchell. Amanda, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. And you set yourself up the road trip. Um, when you're going in after last night's kind of weirdness going on. Um, how'd you feel going into this game and um, playing so well? I think for us, just continuing to to build. You know, obviously. Um, to, completely, to be completely honest, I think the biggest thing we took away from last game was just being able to, you know, uh, come out and come out with a hot start. You know, obviously on a back-to-back, you know, you get a little fatigued in the second half. They start making shots, you know. But, you know, for us to withstand what we did without Rudy, I think it uh, says a lot. You were really aggressive with that pick-and-roll three early mm-hmm. in the game especially. Was that something you knew you could uh, get? No, I, th- I think I, I made – I got to the lane, you know, and then I made one, you know, and you start to see him go in and you just start taking him. Um, I think that was just – it wasn't anything premeditated. It was just me just going through reading the defense, and when you start to feel it, you start to keep going. But, um, yeah, um, and sometimes you just – you got to just 
go from the jump and then Boyan, you know, it's just, I make a joke, it's still great to have Boyan, man, like to be able to just, you know, I think I had was it 12, you know, start the game, and he's right there with, with 12, you know, it's just being able to pick up that, that scoring so that 12 doesn't have to be 16, 18, you know, be able just to you know, uh, take the load off a little bit. Tony Bradley's first start tonight, yeah. how did he play? Oh, he played well, you know, obviously at the beginning, you know, Hayes got a few looks, but he took that, I told him to take that challenge, you know, being able to adjust, you know, the guys, the guys in the NBA for a reason, you know, he's a Jackson Hayes is really talented, but Tony took that challenge on. You saw it throughout the game, you know, being able to get to the read spot, uh, setting great screens, being able to run the floor. You know, he ran a few times, which opened up threes. You know, I think little things that may go unnoticed he did. What do you think of his, his defense, especially, too? Um, yeah, he was there, you know, obviously with the blocks. You know, you can see the emotion getting out of him. I think that's the Tony we all like to see. I think for us, it's, you know, something we've seen, you know, in the one-on-ones. We've seen that, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy he's being able to show it and showcase it. What about uh, five-game roadie? Uh, just after you won some games, you're 11 and 5, so you're doing in pretty good shape. What do you think of your chances of doing pretty well on this? Um, we just got to take it game by game. You know, we can't look at it as, you know, we play five times in eight days. We got to be able to focus just on Milwaukee. Uh, so, <laughs> um, and just then from there, just keep going. I think for us, um, recovery is going to be huge, being able to recover and, and being able to stay locked in and, and be focused. Obviously, the chemistry in here is phenomenal as usual, but can a team get even closer, for especially sure. some new guys? I think for, I think, I don't even think we're at 100%, you know, as far as collectiveness. I think there are times, you you know, we noticed this game where we kind of got stuck, you know, with the ball movement. I think the way we approached the end of the game tonight was which, which, uh, was was huge, you know, being able obviously, you know, when you have Big Fell there, being able to clean guys up with screens, it changes the offense a little bit, but be, being able to have Jeff at the five and continue to move and then bringing Tony back in and continue to move, I think, was, was huge. When it comes to that, like, three-quarter pass, three-quarter quarter pass, is that something you practice or is that just, like, instinct? No, um, that's just... You know, uh, baseball and that, the one today. I don't. I don't know what sport that would be. <laughs> that's just that's a, that's a football pass, actually. But the soccer, you can't jump though, so it's kind of you know. But, um, but I, I just, you know, if I see it, I'm gonna throw it. You know, and I think Boyan notices that. I think a lot of them, Boyan and, and Joe, definitely noticed that. But I'm gonna let it fly. Thanks, man. Uh, thank you. Your turnovers are way down this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask Coach about it. Recently. Hold on. Sorry, don't do that. Kind of contributed <laughs> to being a little more decisive with your shots, getting mm-hmm. to the right place for your shots, almost using shooting as a way to avoid turnovers mm-hmm. in certain yeah. situations. How do you all balance that, though, with not, you know, obviously not dominating? Yeah, I think for me, just continuing, well, on top of that, you know, it's different when you have guys who can just, you know, the spacing's different. You know, I think for me, being able to not have to force it so much, to be able to come down and take the shots. Have, and I've been saying this since rookie year, to have your teammates, like, you know, support you when you take certain shots. I think that's a huge thing. You know, you don't second-guess yourself. You don't, you don't worry about it. You just go out there and shoot and let it fly and just being more efficient. You know, I think it's really what I've been working on all summer, just being able to find ways. And when I say efficient, I don't mean, you know, seven or nine from the field. You know what I mean? With, with what I do, how I do it, how I get to my spots and being able to slow down. On the flip side of that, are there times where you're almost having to encourage other guys to shoot more in yeah, certain situations? Sure. I think Boyan, I think Boyan doesn't doesn't understand. He just just let it fly. You know, I think tonight was a good a good uh, a good test for us just to be able to just shoot it, and let it fly. You know, I think there's there's no really bad shot. I mean, there are, but like you know, I think for him especially, Mike, Joe, Royce. You know, I text Royce every day to shoot the ball. You know, I yelled at him today to shoot, and he made it. But like just being able to continue to have that confidence, I think is huge. Real quick on Tony, yeah. is he as shy with you guys as he is? With yes, one hundred percent. Do you try to bring it out of him I've, at all? We've tried. He's okay. just the same. Come in, do his thing.
leave. Just curious. If <laughs> no, he's the same. All right, Jake and Coach, that's Donovan Mitchell. Back to you guys upstairs. Hey, thank you very much, Amanda. You know, Donovan right there talking about encouraging his teammates to shoot. Coach, how much – if you're if you're Royce O'Neal and you're hearing, you know, you're driving home, listening to the post game, listening to us talk, Coach, and you're hearing Donovan Mitchell, your teammate, the leader, the guy who had 37 points tonight, basically says, says he wants his teammates to shoot more and shows that kind of confidence in, in – in this case, particularly Bogdanovich and Royce O'Neal, but really in everybody, that's got to mean a lot to the rest of the team. It's uplifting. The ability of, of the star player is encouraging you to shoot the ball, and it's the byproduct is that it's off-ball movement. Now, Royce O'Neal is a defensive-minded player. Oh, by the way, he is fifth in the NBA in three-point shooting at 50%. Granted, at limited attempts, but when he makes them, they're measured, they, he knocks them down. And Boyan Bondanovich is shooting 44.8 from three-point range to start the game. And, and then Joe Ingles, we know, is a knockdown three-point shooter. He's struggling so far, but can you imagine when Joe gets his shooting stroke back that now the Jazz have three knockdown uh uh, perimeter players, including Mike Conley, who is a 37.5% three-point shooter. It's all led by Donovan as far as being the focal point of uh, encouraging his teammates. And that's the beauty of Donovan. He gets it. He understands how this works as far as being a professional athlete. He accepts the responsibility of being a primetime scorer. But within that, though, he's showcasing his other, other uh, teammates' talent by setting them up with passes and by, uh, by verbal encouragement. All right, let's take a look at your three-point takeover sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. The Jazz tonight from three, 15 of 36, 41.7%. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who was six of 13 from downtown tonight, Coach. Bogdanovich was three of seven. And then we talked about Royce O'Neal. I, I agree with Donovan. You want to see Royce maybe cut it loose and shoot a little bit more, Coach? He was one of one from three. In fact, he was perfect one of one from the field, one of one from three, obviously, and then two of two from the line for five points and plus 18 on the night, a team high plus 18 on the night. Uh, the Jazz shot the ball real well, but I'm with Donovan. I'd like to see Royce O'Neal shoot a little more. And he will. As the days go on, as far as catching catching in rhythm, Royce O'Neal will be able to get his legs under him and be able and, and knock down jumpers because of the flow of the game. So much as when you're in the corner by yourself and the ball's opposite, you have to have the mental focus of getting your mind ready when the ball comes to you, either via off the dribble or on a skip pass or dribble handoff, that you're catching in rhythm. And that's so much of when you're by yourself, Jake, what we, we call a negative step where you, you catch the ball, you bring a step backward, and you start shooting in motion with your back foot versus catching it and right away stepping into your shot and going forward. And a lot of times, most three-point shots, Jake, start with footwork. People think it's what? It's the delivery, even though that's important. The base of a three-point shot is based on superior Rhythmic footwork, and that's Joe Ingles, definitely, and that's uh, Boya Bandanovich and Royce O'Neal. Can isn't it fun? A guy's a defensive player, Stanley Watt, is fifth in the NBA in three-point shooting. 
That's special. That is special. Uh, amazing. He's uh, he's fifty percent, and and really, you know, coach, second night of a back to back to back to shoot uh, above forty percent from three. You know, talking about that footwork. Sometimes when you're a little tired, that footwork falls by the wayside. So pretty impressive. Jazz were able to shoot so well from outside on the second night of a back to back when maybe fatigue was a little bit of a factor. All right, your final tonight: one twenty-eight to one twenty. The Jazz beat the Pelicans. Uh, Jazz game night post game, of course, brought to you by friends at Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll have more Jazz Game Night postgame show coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Twenty-eight to one twenty is your final. The Jazz beat the Pelicans tonight here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. It's your Jazz game night post-game show. Brought to you by both Mark Miller Subaru locations, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, the coach, Gordon Chiesa with you, and coach. We'll get your final thoughts on this one coming up here in a few minutes. But uh, let's look ahead a little bit. Important that the Jazz get these back-to-back wins against uh, Golden State and New Orleans. Very winnable games because the next five, actually, you could even say the next six. Uh, but certainly five on the road, uh, coach, are going to be very, very difficult. And starting off in Milwaukee with Giannis and the Bucks, man, that's that's uh, going to be a tough way to start things out on Monday night. The last time they played back in November 8th, that was the game Boyan Bandanovic made that incredible catch-and-fire corner three with a special delivery by Joe Engels, 103-100. The Jazz knock out the Bucks, and Giannis was tremendous. Royce O'Neal gets the assignment of trying to slow him down starting on Monday night with the help from uh, Jeff Green and Joe Engels. Boyan, the last game against the Bucks, gets 33 points, including 5 from 11 from threes. What's the value of Rudy Gobert? Against the Bucks on November 8th, Rudy gets 17 uh, rebounds and 8 points. Now, he didn't play tonight's game, so that was really... Uh, beneficial. He get extra day as far as trying to heal his left ankle sprain. The Jazz now start this long road trip. It's the first one of the year. It's a five games basically in eight days at Milwaukee, at Indiana, at Memphis, at Toronto, and at Philadelphia. And when you go on a road trip, a huge factor to start the, the, start the trip, just the, the mindset where it's us versus them on the floor. Limit turnovers. You just can't average 23 turnovers yourself on a road games. You have no chance of winning. The second part of it is it's gritty. Most times, you don't beat an opponent on the road. You survive them. So it's going to be one of those games that often it's going to be come down to a possession or two. And the the last thing is make action plays. What's the play? I don't know. But it has to be action-driven where in in road games to win against good teams. And this is is a good schedule as far as Jazz playing. You've got to be able to stay in motion and be gritty about it. Not surprisingly, Coach, uh, Milwaukee sits atop the Eastern Conference at 12-3 and right now. They're a half game in front of the Miami Heat, who are at 11-3. and By the way, how about Miami and their hot start? 
should start giving Jimmy Butler a little more respect. He's made a huge difference for that team. But as far as Milwaukee goes, Coach Giannis, MV, following up his MVP season last year, he's averaging uh, 30.1 points per game uh, to go along with 14.1 rebounds, 1.4 blocks, 1.5 steals. And this might actually be the most impressive number of the bunch, Coach. 6.6 assists for Giannis. Point forward. In transition, he's almost impossible to guard with those long galloping steps, superior ball skills. So Mike Conley's running back on defense, and he's trying to level off the dribble, but it's Giannis come at him on a light dribble. He's able, to get, he's able to get that angle by any back defender in the NBA and elevate. If the defense takes him on as far as numerically, uh, t- uh, two against one, he'll pass the ball to the corner for the open three-point shot. And so it's interesting, though, Jake. Remember now, with the Bucks, they're missing Chris Middleton. Their all-star player is out with an injury. So the Jazz get a, a somewhat of a break where he's not playing. He has a left quadricep uh, bruise. He's coming back roughly sometime on December 9th or so. So hopefully the Jazz can take advantage of that. But it's gritty. There's nothing... There's nothing uh, uh, beautiful about a road victory. Most times it's what? It's just grittiness. And that makes it so interesting. Only the strong survive. On top of that, they're extremely well coached. I mean, Coach Bud, as they say, or Coach Budenholzer is is certainly one of the best in the NBA. Another one of those, you know, uh, San Antonio Spurs coaching tree guys that just really knows how to get it done. And with a roster like that, I mean, they're just terrific. And let's not forget about George Hill, who still gives them 9.2 uh, points per game and uh, a solid 23 minutes per night. Three-point shooting also centric. They're one of the best teams in the NBA as far as shooting volume threes, but also making them. So very similar to tonight's game versus the Pelicans, the question line will be, can the Jazz play closeout defense without fouling? Because Quinn talked about that there was a few times there was a mental and physical error of fouling three-point shooters where you're so determined to run off J.J. Redick-type people off the three-point line that you foul them. So there's an element of discipline where you sprint out three-quarters choppy steps, break down the stance, and most of all, be the second jumper as far as playing closeout defense. Now, we know this, that it sounds great in theory. Oh, by the way, the Bucks might not cooperate. Yeah, they might not. They might have something to say about it. No, right. And so that's why it's so important you play help-to-helper defense. So if I close out on Wesley Matthews, it's so interesting. These guys have a lot of former Jazz players. Wesley Matthews played for the, uh, the Jazz. So did Kyle Corver, and so did George Hill. So the, so the Jazz alumni out there, so when you close out to Kyle Corver. At age 38 and a half, he's still got game. Yep. If you can shoot in the NBA, you can play for a long, long time, and that's Kyle Korver. Well, don't forget, uh, I mean, just look at Ray Allen. You coached him. He, he shot uh, the, the daylights out of the ball, and he played until he was pert near 40. 40, making jump shots, making that rainbow jumper. And that's also Boyan Bondanovic. He's got a beautiful arc in his jump shot, and you get the feeling that when he misses an open shot, you're somewhat surprised. Yep. And that's the eye test of uh, most great shooters. All right, Coach, let's get a couple final thoughts uh, on the Pelicans game before we put this uh, bad boy behind us. The better team won. 
because the Jazz play as a unit. They moved the ball beautifully. They had 29 assists and 42 baskets. Donovan Mitchell was, was absolutely sensational. He put the whole team early in the game on his back. He gets 16 points in the first quarter, and the rest of his teammates followed in and jumped on his back. And then later on, they did the, their own heavy lifting and gave Donovan a mental health break throughout the game. The game got close. The Pelicans, to their credit, fought back, led by Brandon Ingram. The Jazz knocked them out by timely plays, both by Mike Conley on that over-the-top jump shot and Donovan uh, going both three ball and a middle game. Total team victory. Tony Bradley, your coming out party. I'm glad we're invited to it. <laughs> Tony Bradley tonight. In his first NBA start, 14 points, nine rebounds to go along with a monster block shot uh, there in the fourth quarter. The Jazz were led tonight by Donovan Mitchell's 37 points. Bogdanovich added 28. Coming off the bench, Jeff Green had 15. And Emmanuel Moutier with 10. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to uh, all the folks who helped with the broadcast tonight. Uh, David and Ron, the broadcast assistants. We want to thank Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Can't forget about Amanda Smith doing fine work, uh, bringing us our sound from the locker room tonight. We also want to thank our uh, title sponsor of the postgame, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in a completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, uh, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And finally, want to thank you, Coach Chiesa. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks, Jake. Your final, Jazz beat the Pelicans 128-120. Our next broadcast coming your way Monday night. The Jazz will be in Milwaukee taking on the Bucks. That game will tip at 6. Pre-game coverage begins at 5. And you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs>